<laughs> Welcome to the Fright Zone. I'm Greg. I'm Nate. I'm Hogan. This episode, we're talking about 1984's Don't Open Till Christmas. It's the story of a killer targeting anyone dressed as jolly old St. Nick in jolly old London and Scotland Yard's quest to stop the Santa Slayer. And don't be put off by the fact that this is an English horror film, because that was definitely one of the reasons I took a minute to track it down. Uh, it definitely exceeds most of those kinds of oh yes check it out first things i was doing on this one was just you know thinking about how there is like what what would you not i don't want to say that the trope but uh one of the most popular ways to start a horror title is with the word don't just like blood or kill or something like that so yeah yeah i made a list of the ones i could think of can uh, we guess? Can we try and guess? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Uh, don't go in the house. Don't look Number in the one. basement. Number two. Don't look now. Uh, yep. That's all I got. <laughs> I froze. Don't. That would be one. I didn't Stop. Put that. I, to, to be fair, mine are all 80s films, just to, so you don't think uh, too okay, far hold on, hold beyond on. that. Well, uh, 70s and 80s. Don't go in the woods alone. There, there you go. go. I don't know. I don't have anything. <laughs> you want me to say one? Do you have one? more? I'll say one that I don't think anyone would get because this was the one I didn't know. Don't hang up. Okay. I've oh, never yeah, seen yeah, that. Yeah. I've heard of it. That's another one of those like fucking, you know, when a stranger calls kind of movies. Yeah. Right. Well, if we're talking about phones, what's something you maybe shouldn't do with a phone? Don't answer the phone. Don't answer the phone. Uh, what? <laughs> and, <laughs> Greg, don't answer the phone. I didn't say for the squeeze. I ate too much Shit. chicken. I'm sweating profusely. Uh, don't panic is another one, and uh, don't go near the park. Okay, those were all the ones that were like in the in the late '70s and '80s. Just so our listeners know, in case they're wondering why why we're sweaty though, and and, and potentially gassy this. Yeah, we haven't been doing calisthenics uh, or anything. Yeah. We, uh, if you listen to the last episode, you know, we got a package from our, uh, Fright Zonian Patreon pal, uh, Steph. Yo, what up, Steph? And, uh, she hooked us up with some Nashville, uh, spicy hot rub and Nashville tattoo hot sauce. So, uh, I smoked some chicken with all that stuff on it for us before we, uh, started recording here. And we're all a little sweaty. <laughs> Greg's getting a little sleepy. Mm. I'm not sleepy, <laughs> but I'm not sweaty as Hogan. I'm pretty sweaty. He's going to be filling that defecation bucket up tonight. My glasses were definitely fogged over. He's mm. on his second shirt already. <laughs> he sweated through oh. one already. Hey, did you see that Steph also sent fucking wet wipes? I did. Those are going to come in handy for you, buddy. <laughs> I'm glad that you'll have those. Um, I was going to get you some, but I was like, nah. <laughs> oh, Shelf sent this little skeleton that I put inside the rubber skeleton that always hangs here. Skeletons in skeletons. Because, you know. So, Like, who are any of us, man? <laughs> But thanks for all the stuff, Steph. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm using gonna, a coaster right now. Speaking of oh, opening things, I'm going to open this little Debbie Hostess tree snack. Oh. oh, did you bring enough for the rest of the class? Yeah, I didn't. Sorry. Oh. You son of a bitch. It was the very last one. And that Aaron's little probably, Debbie, she makes like those for like a nickel, dude. Aaron's probably going to be mad <laughs> he was when I get home. the Christmas spirit for himself. Oh, it's even... <laughs> a, it's a tree. <laughs> all right i should have stopped and gotten some sort of baked goods i just thought that maybe price chopper wouldn't have very good ones actually i have something for both of you what oh no is it he does have extra little debbie snacks oh yeah i don't know if he does it's a christmas miracle so i'm just gonna have to hand them to you. 
You got to tell us what it is, Nate. What? It's nutty, nostalgic, layered cowabunga pies. What? It's a layer of vanilla pudding. Ninja Turtles Hostess Pies. I remember I tasted them. They were so good. What Mm -hmm. is it? What's the green stuff? Is that like cake? Yeah. Is is this expired and old? No. It's new. Oh, okay. All this creamy stuff made me... Hungry and disgusted. No, I'm trying to figure out. Do you so remember these? They were, green ho- they were like host pies. Oh, they had like yeah. the green goop. Yep. They're Ninja yep. Hostess pies. Yeah. Wow. So what someone just the made fuck? these? Yeah. That's awesome. So you just eat these with your hands on the container? That's it? Or, or a spoon. You... Yeah. Probably. Wow. I mean, depending on Have what you kind of animal you are. No, I haven't. I got one for myself, too, because I was also curious. You got some spoons? <laughs> oh, well, hope. Put, put that away. <laughs> Vanilla pudding power. I like how pudding is P-U-D-D-I-N. Mm-hmm. Pudding power! This could be a th- something we could grind on after. Yeah. We don't want to be like totally yeah, yeah, bogged yeah. down. But it might perk you up, too. Merry Christmas, Hogan. Is it sealed? Oh, it is sealed. That's good. I'm going to smell it. I don't know why it smells good. <laughs> uh, it smells good? I'm going to eat the shit out of this. All right. Yes. Then eat, then eat the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. We better hurry up and tear through this movie. Uh, like he's gonna tear through that pudding. So this, <laughs> so don't open till uh, Christmas. Uh, the film's a result of a troubled production. Um, I think that's largely part of why it's fun. Is kind of like Spookies. This movie had kind of a weird thing going on behind the scenes. Yeah, um, it's, it's like, being directed by Edmund Purdom, uh, but it's really directed by Edmund Purdom and Alan Birkinshaw. Um, Birkinshaw shot about he said somewhere between thirty and forty minutes. Of additional footage for this film. Oh, you mean oh really? Alan McHugan? Yep. And but they still credit the, the program. Yeah, and then he has a, a an alias in the credits too. <laughs> yeah. What was the alias in the- Al McHugan? Yeah. Um <laughs> so uh this was produced by Dick Randall. Nice. And Randall has fifty nine producing credits, including the classic pieces, which Purdom starred in. Uh listen to our podcast, remember if you've listened to episode twenty, uh pieces. Uh this is gonna be a spoiler here. He's the Dean, Dean Bean. Dean uh, Bean Dean Bean. Bean. Who ends up being, you know, the killer. Uh, after all, this is Me, New me, England, me. you know. He's also the president of the Pan-American Confederacy in 2019 after the fall of New York, which is the best fake Pliskin movie that they ever made. <laughs> There's, uh, He's the father in the movie Absurd. He plays the devil in Beyond the Door. And he's in the movie Ca- or Frankenstein's Castle of Freaks. Yes, if you listen on the Fucking my brain, this heat. No, what'd you do? Ha! That chicken's in there. Nashville stroke. Um, <laughs> he went for it. But uh, and if you re- remember in our pieces episode, uh, Edmund Purdom is also the only actor to ever have a star uh, put in the uh, man's 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 theater. Man's, man's theater. He's the only a- actor ever to have his star put there and then removed. <laughs> they had to make way for Johnny like, Depp or something. <laughs> well, he was like they removed it back in the day. He was like hot shit. He was up and coming. He was in like the Egyptian and. Like some big old timey Hollywood films, and Meyer Sands, he was like banging like a producer's wife in Hollywood, and it kind of fucked up his career nice. and all this weird yeah. stuff. Um, and he was also kind of eccentric and had like a bizarre ego. Um, you also had fourteen cats. Fourteen cats. Wow. Yeah. So like he was kind of a weird cat, which you know, you, you remove someone's star from the Hollywood Walk of Fame, they end up making you know slasher movie. Yeah. Like yeah. pieces in another Better country. Movies. Yeah. Or, uh, but so don't tell Christmas was supposed to be their directorial debut. And I guess when, uh, Dick Randall, the producer, saw the final cut, he was like, 
this is a fucking mess. Yeah, this is a nightmare. So he brought in, um, uh, what's his face? Oh, Birkenshaw. Yeah, McGugan. <laughs> does it have that? Oh, you mean McGugan? Does yeah. It, does it have that cut on this set? It yeah. doesn't. They uh, have, that'd be wild. Uh, that'd be awesome if they did. Yeah. Uh, so then they got Birkenshaw, who Randall had worked with on uh, Invaders of the Lost Gold, which Purdom was in that as well. And, um, and then he has had him shoot like 30, 40 more minutes of the movie. The uh, uh, Giles character. Giles. Mm-hmm. That character does not exist at all in the movie Purdom made. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So any scene so with what Giles the yeah. was the movie. Yeah. It was killing people. Yeah. So any <laughs> so any footage with Giles or anything revolving around that character, if you think about it, never a single scene with Purdom. Yeah. Never mentioned him. That's one of the reasons I love this movie, because you can watch it and try and piece like, it together. Try and piece it together yeah. and be like, okay, so what was reshot yeah. and added in later? So yeah. so again, it's like piece not pieces, sorry. It's like spookies in that regard. Right. You know, it's like Spookies in that regard. Um, it's not as batshit as Spookies, of course. But I think but part of why this movie's fun is because of those reshoots. Because without some of this stuff, I don't know if it'd run the same way. Yeah, probably um, not. But I just think that's really interesting. So um, that does. Yeah. I, now I need to watch it yet again. I watched it twice for this, which. Well, we'll throw it on here just in a second. I guess we'll yeah. throw it on right now and we can talk about the movie. Oh, boom. Yeah. yeah. And Purdom once claimed this film experience. Uh, was so awful, it's what caused his hair to turn white. <laughs> yeah, you gotta blame it on something, I guess. <laughs> yep. Something that I would want to discuss in this episode. Like, are mall Santas really full-blown alcoholics? Was that a thing? Is that just a movie trope? Is there any statistics out there? Would you like me to find out? If you could. Do you have a statistic? I have finding? a phone a friend. Okay. Cool. Hold on a second. Let's do it. We'll see if she answers. She good at the internet. Oh, come on, B. Nope. It's all right. I should have looked it up. I ran out of time when I was looking at shit yesterday, and I meant to look it up. But yeah, I was just kind of wondering. It seems like it would be a job that would be pretty easy to get hammered and do. But pretty much other than Dan Haggerty and Elves... Even including the other Santa in that movie seems to have some sort of drinking problem. So I'm just curious if that's a thing. Like, is that a prerequisite? Was there a lot of like, was that something that people would, that were homeless would do as a side gig where it's like, oh, I can dress up as Santa for that season and it like funds their year, you know? I've I will never know. No one thought Hogan about this hold, once during this movie. Hogan can't get a hold of his his contact. Oh, okay. So okay, here we go. Yes. Okay, I have you on speakerphone. I'm here with Nate and Greg. Hello, welcome to the fright zone. Hello. Howdy. <laughs> um, we were just discussing uh, mall Santas and their uh, uh, sobriety levels. Th- yeah, there's their sobriety levels. Um, right. For our most recent episode. And so I was wondering, uh, since you have firsthand experience, um, what are what are your thoughts on mall Santas and, or at least from your from your uh, purview, uh, you know, and, and and the truth behind whether or not they're alcoholics? Um, I think that it is kind of a cliche to assume that the mall Santa specifically is the alcoholic. Because uh, I'd say Mrs. Claus is actually more of the one that would be drinking in this situation. Oh. He's got to drive the sleigh. 
she, <laughs> no, no, she she would come in and act quite like I don't know. I'd say outlandish. So I I think that's probably where the alcoholism lies in that family. So never you never uh, firsthand saw any drinking from Mr. Claus, but you can assume that Mrs. Claus may have been drinking. The only thing Santa was drinking was milk. So okay. I did see there was eggnog-flavored yogurt at the store yesterday. I don't know if anyone's seen that. Okay. Well, thank mm. you for your help. <laughs> thank yeah, you. You're welcome. All right. Bye. Okay, bye. I guess the preface on that would be that Hogan's daughter worked as an elf. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. That was my daughter who worked oh. at Santa's Village. Yes. Okay. Um, for three years. So. so we have at least a three-year. Uh, we should have asked, was it a different Santa every year? Uh, same Santa every okay. year. I can say that. I don't think that Santa is going to be a boozer. Yeah, he kept his job long enough. But to be fair, he also only has to work one month out of the year. True. <laughs> so yeah, he gets together for one month. Those mall Santas, though, uh, I can't remember exactly what Bickley told me, and she'll probably correct me later, but I think she said he makes like $60,000 in a month from November to December. Does he? So he gets a cut of the pitcher money? or I don't know. I don't know how that works That's out. That's salary? Yeah. <laughs> they need a guy in the chair. Yeah. I mean, depending on what part of the country you're in and what mall in like you work in, mall Santas make pretty fucking good money. Hell yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. I got a fallback plan. My gut's getting bigger, and I'm getting older. Yeah. <laughs> as long as people still believe in Christmas, I'll be able to get a job. When they're I'm coming 60. for that next. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to take Christmas. <laughs> they're gonna take our mall Santas away, Cletus. Oh shit. Uh, so we open on a lone Santa Claus in an alley. There Who he is. is doing stretches? <laughs> yeah. yeah, this you actually looks up. almost just as dark as my tape does. <laughs> to be honest, a woman runs up to him <laughs> and apologizes for being late. And then we get some heavy breathing, and it becomes clear that the camera's POV, black uh, Christmas style. First peep of the film, my, my yeah. friends. This is an ultimate around the car window peep. Yes. He looks in every yes. window. He follows the couple back to a car, peeps through every window of the car. <laughs> 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 One, them, two, three, and four windows. Count them windows, baby. And at this part, it feels like a very giallo type film. Yeah. Um. And but there's this cool synth score that you know some giallo films might have had that towards the you know in your your Argento stuff, but a lot of the earlier giallo ones it was more of an orchestrated yeah. kind of yeah. score. So it's a cool mix of like that giallo view with like a very eighties score. Oh, that yeah. I'm. I was like, oh, dude, someone had to have put this out, right? Like, there's even like an original song later in the yeah. movie that yeah. it would be a perfect Terrorvision release or one Your of those. Terrorvision, put this out, sucker. But yeah, like, <laughs> it's exactly the kind of stuff they like to do. Uh, and then, of course, the man gets out of the car, like, hey, what the fuck you doing? I'm trying to have sex with my wife hey, or bro, mis yeah. my mistress or whoever the fuck this chick is. Yeah, but the girl <laughs> has no, she's actually into it. She's like, oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, the first time he says that, yeah. she's like, oh, no, don't worry There's about it. There's clearly him. someone peeping and on And then he like, continues whatever. looking through all the other windows he hasn't looked through in the car yet. And then the guy gets out and gets fucking stabbed. So, of course, then she freaks out and tries to run for it. And she also gets fucking stabbed. Yeah, and she it changed her mind real quick. And oh, shit. Maybe I should have let this guy watch me through every window of the car. <laughs> I immediately regret this decision yeah and they're both gut stabs this this uh killer is very gut stabby oh, lots of gut stabbing this movie yeah and apparently being stabbed stabbed in the gut on film means you die immediately immediately, immediately. not the case there's no chance and, <laughs> and also not a ton of blood always comes out there's yeah. a little spot there's not just like all you. your organs down yeah. there it's like when you you know hit a balloon with a needle it's just <laughs> yeah. done 
Well, and dad. And then we cut to some cool opening <laughs> credits, and uh, it's a kind of creepy old Santa. It's just slowly burning. Um, I thought the credits like were fucking mel- cool. A melting. It's almost like a candle, but it's just plastic and on fire. It's cool. It's like a blow mold, I think. I dig it. It's, it's the most realistic one fun. I've ever seen. It, it's got kind of like you know, I mean, I don't want to say Halloween esque, but it's kind of Halloween esque, like like where it'd be the Jack Line sitting there oh, with the sure. credits next to him. It's it's cool. It's a good opening. Like from so far, it's like all right, don't until Christmas, doing good. We got two Feeling bodies, it. and after the Santa, two bodies completely Santa, like two and a half feels a knife. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, after the badass credits, like we cut the, to some wild costume that would make way more sense. This movie took place around Halloween yeah. and not Christmas, but I love Halloween. So I'll allow it. Yeah, and we have some fun racially insensitive costumes in there. There's a guy dressed up. There's like a Tonto costume or whatever it is. It's like, dude. It was a different time. And yeah. it was in jolly old London. Oh, take me there. I want to go to that party right now. I'm not <laughs> saying that. Merry Christmas. This is Wait, is this Halloween? Or they celebrate. I think they celebrate Christmas differently in London. Yeah. You know? They must not be, be big Halloween folk. Right, maybe they put it all into one. They smash it all in one. They don't got time. Um, if if you are from England and listening to this, let us know. Yeah, we want to know uh, how often do you throw Halloween parties uh, around Christmas time? Frightzone.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a bald man with a mustache is getting dressed up as Santa, and it's twice referred to as looking like a gay old queen. Oh, you yeah. old queen! <laughs> and the he's guy, with his daughter and a man. The guy comes out and he's like, "Okay, I'll go and introduce." He's like, "Dude, he doesn't even have his beard or his hair back on." <laughs> And they're still rubbing rouge off his face, but it's not going to matter in a minute. And Santa ends up on stage at the costume party where he's quickly killed by a, is it a sword or a spear. I think it's a it get, spear. It gets thrown through his head, though. Yeah. It's awesome. So we're like, we got three I, kills must, already, and we're like barely like five minutes into this flick. It's awesome. Also, it's kind of strange that the spear goes literally through this gentleman's head and nobody seems that upset about it. Yeah, no, the it, one it, guy's really angry about though. And it comes out, so he's, he's blowing on like a party favor and it comes out <laughs> under the party favor. So there's like multiple layers to the I love effect. it. It's awesome. And like the guy's so angry if he's like, he's like, no! And he just like hits the counter. He's not crying, yeah. he's angry. Um, and then we cut to New Scotland Yard where Inspector Harris, played by the man himself, Edmund Purdom, um, you know, I was hanging out. He talks with some other cops, and they go, are they called cops there still? I don't know. Sure. Uh, we'll inspectors. Inspectors? Yeah. Was the like victim fellow of an... inspectors, and he's like, there's only three more days. Yes. He <laughs> was a he was the victim of another Santa murder. <laughs> and they go to question the daughter of the Santa who was killed, uh, and the man that we saw in the previous Who scene. nobody cares about. Nobody like, cares about everybody does everything to remind her of what's going on. Yeah. Uh, her her name out is Kate Brioski. Played by Belinda Maine, who was in Kroll. As Vela. Hell yeah. And uh, 1980's Alien 2. On Earth. She's also in White Fire as Ingrid and Olga. And uh, that movie fucking rules if you haven't seen it. Fred Williamson, fair. Yep. Oh. And more recently, for modern film enthusiasts, she was in Wonder Woman 1984 as Stag's secretary. Oh, I don't what? know anything about that movie, but I think it's impressive that she was in a movie just like a year ago. <laughs> it was probably like a three-minute scene, like, oh, ma'am, you have a call. Yeah. She doesn't come up in the first, like, <laughs> six names or something, but yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the man is Cliff Boyd, played by Jerry Sunquist. Uh, I'm not really super familiar with his work, but looks like he did some English television. A lot of TV. Like, almost only. Uh, just lots of English yeah. television. And I, uh, I like when they're questioning him. The couple standout lines of the sequence, because, like, you know, 
Purdom and, and company, there's talking to him, you know, about the murders. What what did you see? You know, who was there? But like the my father had no enemies. Yeah, and then the line you you just said the he was the victim of another Santa murder. Yeah. That's something he tells takes, her on the couch. She's like, I know I was fucking there. Yeah, I saw it happen. It literally yeah. happened two feet away from me. It's a mansplaining. Nice. Read the room, Purdom. <laughs> yeah. Dean Bean, you son of a bitch. You know what? I just realized this movie's from 1984, and then she was in Wonder Woman 1984. Parallel numerology, dude. Look out. <laughs> Let's go play some hacky sack. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe get those devil sticks out. Uh, and then we cut to another lone. This movie, I'm just gonna say right now, this movie has uh, like the storytelling. It's like something happens, then it's like, and now to show another Santa in an alley somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> that's just like bam, how the structure works. So we're cutting to another lone Santa staying alone in an alley, and the killer comes out of nowhere and like strangles him and burns his face off. It's pretty sick. He likes. So what is that that he slams the dude's face down? It's like a oh, he's roasting chestnuts. Oh, yeah. that's right. He's a chestnut vendor. Yeah, chestnuts roasting chestnut on an open vendor. fire in an alley <laughs> off the oh, street where no one's if... hanging. <laughs> yeah. Who's he selling these chestnuts to? <laughs> He's like, why don't I get any business in this random dirty alley? Yeah. <laughs> and then it cuts yeah, and he just like literally ignites on fire. Like I also a believe car in an I action be, movie. I could be wrong about this. I'm pretty sure he's the only Santa not wearing pants. <laughs> oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, I there's another wrong. one that it gets hot wearing the sand pants. Maybe when you're it was nuts, just a dude. wishful thinking. I don't know. Well, there's a guy later that gets killed in the Santa suit and his pants are down. That's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, with the the pacing of the killing to get this out of the gate. In case you're wondering what kind of movie this is, there are 17 people that die in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a lot. The body count is pretty high. Like, if you watch a Friday the 13th or something, you might not get to 17. So, you're in for some kills. So, what is that? Two? Are we at two? Two, right? Three. There was two before the credits. Yeah, and then, this was, and then the dad, and this is number four, baby. What was? Two? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, the two, three, four. Do you want me to tell you? Well, let's the, keep them going. Okay. No, that's number the, four. There's the couple, the dad, and then the this chestnut. This number four. Yeah, chestnuts. Yeah, let's burned up Santa. Them, Hogan. All right, that's four. We haven't gotten to face blast Santa yet. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> uh, so then, after after the chestnut uh, face ro- Santa face roasting, we cut to a person on a motorcycle with a package tied to their bike with the titular tag "Don't open until Christmas." Yeah, and it's just kind of like it traveling from one place to another, but it's a cool shot. Yeah, if you're really into movement, Christmas present delivery motorcycle montages, this, this is definitely the movie for you. It's number yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Add it to your list. Uh, the motorcyclist delivers the package to Inspector Harris' place. Uh, and I'll say right here when they got delivered, I was kind of confused for a second because I, I was like, is this like their place or what? Because the woman at first like, is that his wife? Oh, yeah. like, I'll see you next Wednesday. And I was like, what? But he's like going to be hanging out in town and working. Like, I'm so confused. Yeah, it's, it's his mate. But then I, I realized it came together <laughs> later on. But they yeah. don't really do a good job of telling you this at all when the no. scene takes place. No. Yeah. I'm like, where is he? Is he at like a bed and breakfast? Or what is this? Right. Why are they treating him but so well? he has a maid, <laughs> apparently. Like, that's clearly this not inspector his wife. is rolling in the cash. <laughs> um, He's being way too supportive. <laughs> so then he, he uh, heads to... Uh, Hold on. She also says something. Like, because he says that... Uh, you know, they're, they're talking about the Santa murders, right? Yeah. And he says he's, oh, no, 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 no. I've seen all the photos down at Scotland Yard. So he mm-hmm. doesn't want to talk about it because he's seen all the photos of these dead fuckers. Um, but she's like, 
obviously very excited about this because she goes, yeah. "Oh, maybe he'll show me the photos on Wednesday." Yeah, she is this wants supposed to, see to be like gore, a red dude. herring? Are we? Ooh, it's the maid. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. Think she's but just... I was like, is his wife the maid? And bread and breakfast? Or who is this? I mean, maybe the wife is his maid. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they do things different. Yeah, and and it's, she is the one that delivers the titular line. She yeah. says it says don't open till Christmas. <laughs> um, so at Scotland Yard, he's talking with Sergeant Powell, played by Mike Jones, who I was very excited to find out is an Imperial officer in The Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars Ooh. Episode Five. Do you think we might have a psychopath Merch. on our hands? Yeah. So, did you recognize him as an Imperial officer from Empire Strikes Back? No, but as soon as I read, I immediately knew who he was. I didn't remember if that was a masked people. No, <laughs> he's know? one of the, like the he's like the officers, the guys who look like they're wearing like Nazi uniforms, like oh, the okay. grunts. But he's on they're Vader's like, kind of like internet or interplanetary Nazis. Yeah. He's on. They are. That's like the premise of Star Wars. <laughs> right. That's like what Star Wars is. Yeah. yeah, it's like if Nazis ruled the galaxy. Yeah, uh, but uh, he is the guy. On Vader's Super Star Destroyer, who tells Captain Nita that they lost the Falcon. And then, oh, okay. And, then, and Captain Nita is the guy who then is like, Did you I'll put go this tell in? Lord Vader that we lost the thing. And then Vader chokes his ass and he's like, apology accepted, Captain Nita. He's, so this guy, Sergeant Powell, is the one who's like, Captain Nita, the ship is no longer appearing on our on our sensors. Oh, so he gives him the bad information he tells him, and then sends like, him I'll to I'll go deliver to Darth Vader. <laughs> you yeah. know, and he gets plugged in. <laughs> so that's pretty fun. Hey, dude. Jingle oh, bells. <laughs> Hello. Artie's here. Artie, what's up? You guys didn't start without me, did you? <laughs> oh, you want to up here? Come on. Do you think we might have a psychopath on our hands? It's like, the, how many fucking people have to die before yeah. you think there's a connection uh, let's between... Let's see, there's four dead. Yeah. We have four carcasses. <laughs> I can yeah. let you know here, this is my favorite line of the whole movie right here. The whole of the West End is crammed with Santa Clauses. <laughs> the whole... The whole of the West End is crammed with Santa Clauses. Yeah. Like, what's that look like? It's <laughs> <laughs> just like drunk Santa's bouncing off the fucking walls. Well, I like that I did. There's a Santa Claus killer in London. Hail a cab. And they're like, and they're like what Santa. can we do? What can we do about it? It's like, you should just be like, yo, people can't be on the streets in Santa right now. Yeah. There's also like, we know there's a ton. Because the way they talk about it, there's been more since before the movie started. <laughs> Better yet, you know? Christmas has been canceled. Yeah, it's like we've been <laughs> dropped into this and there's already a ton of Santa Claus murders. Yeah. Three. So, and I like the idea of him being like, what are we going to do? The whole That whole side of town just crammed with Santas. They're all <laughs> hanging out down there. Yeah. They're pissing in alleys. I guess it's okay because that concerts. means they have several to spare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just awesome. We'll never run out of Santas. It's just a small percentage. <laughs> and then, uh, so Kate gets a call, letting her know another Santa's been murdered. And then Cliff's just annoyed that she's like still grieving about her dad, like being murdered in front of her. He's like, "Oh, come on!" Oh, he literally that says, shit happened on Tuesday. It's Wednesday. <laughs> he says, "You got to come back to the real world sometime. It's, it's the like, next it's like, day." It's, it's, yeah. And she just heard there was another murder. <laughs> Read the room, what the dude. Fuck, dude. Yeah, he's just. Everyone's just being an ass to this chick. He does not get better <laughs> oh, no, from here he to not. the next 15 minutes. He's uh, going to fuck up a few times. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Sergeant Powell um, gets a call from Giles, played by Alan Lake. Uh, Alan Lake was an English actor. I wasn't familiar with any of his television work. None of it. Me either, but he definitely looks like he could have been in like a Wes Craven movie as a villain. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. something. And And... He was very talented, and, and apparently over there, uh, over there in London, he was uh, well known for being married to Diana Doris, who is like the English Marilyn Monroe. Mm -hmm. Oh, and she died a few months. Yeah, 
And then she died a few months before they shot this film. And then a few weeks after completing the film in this film and doing his overdubs. Here we go. He killed himself in their son's bedroom with a shotgun. Dude. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> shit, right? That's heavy. I'll lighten it that up for guy? you. Yeah. I'll wow. lighten it up for you. His wife, however, used to have uh, outrageous sex parties. Oh, okay. So yeah. She's and she cool. was the Marilyn Monroe of England. Yeah. <laughs> So Giles is, but hey, but I guess oh, but I guess we say I do think Alan Lake is very good in this film. And it sounds like he was very good and just did tons. He's a you know prolific, oh, absolutely. Actor, but he's great in this. He face, really is. Face blast is coming pretty hard. Oh, so Giles is interested in if Powell wants to solve the case without Harris, who's Edmund Purdom. And then we cut to another lone Santa in an alley who is suddenly shot through the mouth with a gun it's an awesome kill the best part about this kill is that the santa's like laughing as he's walking like ha, ha, yeah ha, he's ha, just having ha, a killer time like think if you <laughs> sneezed right really hard and then you just happen to put your mouth on the gun of a barrel as you move <laughs> yeah. your head down that's exactly what happens yeah. here he's laughing so hard he doesn't see a dude just standing from with a right. gun ready to go right in his fucking mouth <laughs> yeah and there's also like i forgot to mention this on the previous viewing of the killer where we see uh it's very if you've ever seen the movie alice sweet alice it's yeah, like that yep. kind of mask it's uh it's more like a face distortion mask where they have you know there's a mouth and eyes painted on it and it's sort of clear foggy looking and it just makes you look creepy as hell uh just in case you're wondering what the killer's mask looks like i actually have one of those i was going to get it out before you guys got here to wear when we took a photo but <laughs> oh whatever yeah it's too late now but I just want you to know I got one. We can deal with it in post. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll do another post like, hey. <laughs> we should do a post where, where Hogan's dressed up as Santa and I just come out of nowhere in that mask and kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and so then we have Giles so. approaches Kate on the street and he kind of harasses her. Yeah, he asks a lot of questions. And yeah. She's like, what? She's like, go talk to the cops about it, dude. And, he, and he's he's saying he works for a newspaper. He's That's what he's telling everybody because when he called to kind of like bait that other sergeant with yeah, the information yeah. saying like oh what do you would it do your career any good if uh, you solve this yourself well i'll be in touch you know so he's he's definitely going around and like inserting himself in the crime which if you listen to true crime stories is something people do it's a very common thing that like the person that killed the kid will go on the searches or will do something to try to help, and they insert themselves into it just because they kind of want to be part of it. Yeah. Whether it's because it excites them to be around people that are all aggravated about this, or it's just like wanting to know if the cops are finding anything. Could have been him. He was so nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he tried to help find the carcass. I mean, person. I used to work with a guy, and uh, what he told me, he was like, really into drugs right and yeah. he said he was the worst kind of drug addict he's like i'd steal your shit and then help you to look for it <laughs> like, right. that's pretty bad <laughs> like walking around you know it's at the pawn shop and that you're high on the stuff that it paid for <laughs> yeah i love you're all like, the feel know, good man, moments you, you leave it over Christmas here episode of the yeah. Yeah. Zone. <laughs> cliff and kate are then like hanging on a street corner and cliff's just jamming some flute yep and this buddy jerry shows up out of nowhere and they go oh, off jerry. to a bar but not but they go off like because well, like, no, they she, send he, kate because he's like hey did i see like an aren't you like a star and like on, on tv, TV I see on yeah. tv it's just because she was on tv like because her dad got yeah, literally yeah. 48 hours ago my father was murdered right, right. Where you yeah. saw me. she storms off and then cliff's like dude 
dude. She already thinks he's a creep at this point. Right. You know, meeting one. I mean, I don't trust men who walk around with cameras. Well, on their Cliff, neck. rather no. than trying to comfort <laughs> her, Cliff's like, ever. I'll just go to the bar with my buddy Jerry. And, <laughs> yeah. You know. No, she ta- she's like, later, I'll meet up with you. I'm going to go oh, pick something yeah, up. Yeah. But she's Which, not. Which, how happy. are they going to do that? How does she they know don't where have they're cell going? Phones. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's probably like one pub He's in this area. At that pub, dude. <laughs> Cliff was raging at that pub. Uh, and his photographer buddy basically Jerry. lets him know that like he yeah. wants her to go he's to like, the house to get, take her picture. Yeah, he's he's like, yeah, man, like she's pretty cute. You bring, like, the you bring her girl. over, like I'm gonna take your photos, you know. All right. Unbeknownst to there's her, there's gonna be another model there already. Yeah. Yeah. Let me get that her dad just died. But Cliff's still, like, Cliff's still like about it, though. Yeah, this will help, you know, take her mind off of yeah. it. And all of Cliff's just like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, so then, like, when she gets back, he's like, hey, he invites her, like, just, like, have a have drink. Tea. Yeah. Have some tea. No, he didn't say drink. He's like, she invited her for tea. She's like, oh, okay. And yeah. they yeah. get there, and there's a topless woman. It's more than topless. It's, like, this weird, intentional, like, the bathing suit doesn't exist thing. Yeah. It's like, like it's it, like a bondage kind of jacket. And like she has, a like, Barbarella yeah. in the nude type deal. What in the fuck? <laughs> was that someone's don't open till Christmas box? That scared the <laughs> shit out of me. It was a smoke alarm. Did oh, the battery just oh, die? It no, can... this carbon monoxide detector is not plugged in. Oh. <laughs> there it is. But no, she's wearing like... So she's wearing some bondage lingerie and she has a cape on and her boobs are out. So then, of course, <laughs> Cliff and Kate... Hold on, can you say that again? <laughs> so she's wearing a bondage lingerie uh, cape and her boobs are out. Yes. And then... Cliff and Kate show up, and she's of course like, "What the fuck is this? What are we this? doing here?" Yeah, and th- like, and then like, fuck she's you, talking Cliff. to the model, and the model's like, "Oh, so you're the other girl?" And she's like, "What? Yeah, like I heard you were coming to model." <laughs> right. I heard that we we're going to be doing some doubles later. Yeah. It's going to turn into an ass to ass scene. And then here. her Cliff, her loving boyfriend's like. Oh, you're here anyway. We'll make 50 quid. It's no a quick problem. 50. <laughs> it's a quick 50. And she's like, Governor? no. She, yeah, and she basically is like pissed. Like, no, you try to set this up for me. Come here and do some fucking modeling after my dad got died. Nude modeling. And then she storms off and he stays. And no, like no, his... no. Before she storms off, oh, yeah, yeah. he goes and gets a Santa suit and is walking towards her yeah, yeah. while she's finding out about it. Yeah. Did you say this? Yeah, Jerry does. Jerry yeah. does. Yeah. Oh, he said this. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I didn't think you said this. So it's like, a, on top of everything, it's like, here's a Santa suit. Yeah, Jerry's like, like I, want, I want to take Sharon. pictures of you like wearing nothing but the Santa outfit. Here's the yeah. thing, though. I get the feeling, had the Santa suit not come out, she could have been talked into it. Yeah, she was. She hadn't run out yet. <laughs> Which is even weird. <laughs> that was the straw that broke the... She was like, she was mad, but she hadn't She's left like, it. She's like, all right, well, all no. right. I don't like this, but I'm going to do it. But it would be a quick 50. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So then after she leaves, though, Cliff still doesn't go with her. He stays there, and it's like... The... He lets his buddy talk him out of going. He's yeah. like, oh, I should go. He's like, oh, like, no, Sharon's like, ready uh, to go. She's Jared, pissed. She's Why ready to go, you stay man. here with this half-naked woman? That'll make her feel a lot better. Well, yeah. I feel like it's kind of implied that they, you know, it wasn't just nude photos, you know what I'm saying? All I think right. there's, like, there's like some... There's just a, there's a vibe. There was some. There's something. There might have been some full peno. I think, I think <laughs> they were shooting something, you know what I'm saying? Cause then like, and then like it just cuts ahead to like... Him and her like walking outside, and she's wearing nothing but that sound outfit, like out into the street, and they're like, oh, "That was so yeah. fun!" Ooh, they're going out to do some shots outdoors. It, he says something like, "It'll make your nipples look yada yada." What does he fucking yeah. say? Isn't that in this? I don't. I oh. mean, he does say that. 
The line I like oh. after she storms out, though, I'll put this back in there. Right when she storms out, Cliff looks at, at Jerry and he goes, Did you have to show her this? Yeah. <laughs> the delivery is like <laughs> super like, bizarre. We Did were, you have to show her this? We were so close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, when they're outside, they're just like, you know. They're like kind of like making out, and she says, like, "Cops are gonna think we're a couple of gays," <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is great. So yeah, they split up. Then, oh, yeah, then cops, right? Then cops are like, "Hey, look, it's a Santa!" Yeah, immediately. Yo, look at that dude over there making out with Santa. <laughs> and so she goes down this dark alley when he goes, who knows where? Yeah, he doesn't run with her. He's like, "Run for it!" And he <laughs> yeah. just bails yeah. on her, it leaves her alone, and a like, new Wait. woman alone, and nothing but Santa Jack. When there's a Santa killer out and loose in London. <laughs> Cliff's and, a real good dude. Yeah. This is, is the part that I don't him. understand. So she runs down an alley, right? Oh, this scene's great. And they're and, looking for her actively. Right. But then she encounters the uh, the, the masked man. Yes, the killer. Who then holds the a straight razor to her. But I don't understand why he doesn't kill her. Is it because she's Mrs. It's Claus? It's because I think he hears the cops coming. I think he hears the cops coming. Because right when he doesn't kill her and he runns off... That's when she takes a moment to breathe and right then the cops turn the corner. Okay, maybe. He, doesn't really I know. Like maybe, he must know they're in the area maybe and he's this like, is a continuity error. Maybe, so maybe. But, like, they literally, we saw her go around the corner and we could still see them 20 feet behind her. Yeah. So they're right there. <coughs> so I don't know. I'm going with the it's Mrs. Claus. I think that he doesn't kill women, that he only killed that woman at the beginning. And then he's going to kill a woman later, but otherwise he just kills guys. Right. Why that is, I don't know. Other than his She's weird topless. flashback sequence. Maybe he doesn't kill topless women. That's it. Yep. Girls, yeah. ladies, women. He got too distracted by the breasts that yeah. he forgot the cops were He's around. like, I forgot why I'm here. What? Just going to put this away. Now, now I have to go home. <laughs> uh, so then, of course, she gets taken in by the cops because uh, she was spared by this killer. And um, Harrison, <laughs> Harrison Powell then go question Sharon at her place. Sharon's the name of this model. Uh, it's the next day. But I like when they get there, she's like topless in bed. And uh, Harris is like, you're indecent. And she's like, indecent? I'm a professional. And like shows him her yeah, boobs. Her name is Pat Astley. And the two movies that I wrote down that she was in was Dr. Sex okay. as a dental nurse. And she's in a movie called Nymphomania as just a nurse. Okay. I have a feeling both of these movies are what you think they are. So, <laughs> movies about nurses? It's yes. safe to say she's topless in all three films. Yes. Okay. Topless nurse saving lives? I found other examples of her nurse acting, but those were the two with the best titles. <laughs> right. Uh, so, then we cut to a, another lone Santa at a peep show. Peeping it up. Uh, he just works down the street. Yeah. You know, what's he going to do? Go home and get change his clothes? Yeah, he has to get right back to work as Santa. Yeah. He's just a sad old man who we find out is living with his mom, <laughs> yeah. playing Santa. <laughs> and she's like, did you bring me any presents? Um, I want to get rid of this glass. Can he's like, this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, but she creepily says something like, oh, the little kitty's dancing up and down on your knee. And he's like, I'm not Ugh. like that. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the Peep Show Girls played by Kelly Baker, who's in one of my all-time favorite slashers. Slaughter High. Hell yeah. Love me some Slaughter High. In the credits on IMDb, she is her character is Experience Girl. <laughs> what the fuck is that? She <laughs> she gives you the ultimate peep experience. Yes. That's true. But she's in it enough to have like a name. If she know? has a name, I don't know if they ever say it. They say she her does. last name later. Yeah. Like, well after she's been on screen for, like, multiple mm -hmm. scenes. Like, like I think I wrote it me. on page four or something. They say, like, 
one of the cops calls her by her last name. And it's not experience or girl. <laughs> uh, and then while talking with the girl, uh, the killer comes up behind Santa and stabs him. And it's cool because the blood's like spraying on the peep show glass and all that. And if it's not obvious by the word peep, this is another oh, yeah. solid peep. This is the peep of all peeps. Yes. The peep there's, show. There's window peeping here. Window peeping <laughs> Severe window the, peeping. At the peep show. This movie yes. has a lot of window peeping. I didn't catch any milk drinking, which is kind of odd concerning. There's a lot of sands, a lot of opportunities. We could have had some milk drinking, but we did get a lot of window peeping. There's yeah. actually more window peeping to come than I can think of. <laughs> there really, there was no milk drinking for any of the uh, sands that were there. No. That's a miss. They're drinking liquor. Really is, They're right? drinking liquor. That's all Santa's drink, except for the in one London. that works. In Wherever. London, they leave out, uh, you know, a couple shot glasses, bottle brown. Right. Yep. No milk and cookies. Just just booze for Santa in London. Just a Santa <laughs> costume soaked in urine. <laughs> ho ho. Um. I think Kate and then we cut the Kate and Cliff are fine about him being out looking for Sharon last night. And she's but, like, what the fuck? You left her outside dressed like Santa? Like, <laughs> what the hell are you doing, dude? Yeah, he, but but then he insists he was just looking for Jerry. He's like, no, no, I was looking for Jerry, not her. I also want to know what tape she's listening to on that Walkman while she waits for guys to come in and peep on her. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, yeah. I, yeah <laughs> not totally. taking it back there. I'm curious. And then Spectre Harris shows up to question Cliff. Uh, Cliff has been at two of the murders, after all. So he's obviously a suspect. Yeah, and he does something with a suspicious like, bandage on his hand. Maybe cut with a razor blade. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. He dis- he ran away from her. Suddenly a killer shows up. His hand's cut the next day. I don't know. He was definitely standing next to her father when he was killed, though. Yeah, which is brought up later. Right. I can't remember who uses that as... She says it to somebody. And then we cut back to Giles. Going through a desk at the Scotland Yard. Just like, yeah, rummaging. Yeah. I was looking for a lighter, he says. Giles yeah, is Pal very... shows up, and he's like, what the hell are you doing in here? He's like, he's like, you're pretending to be a reporter. You're not a reporter. And he's like, hey, you should just fall around Harris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he leaves. Also, that's like, isn't that kind of like breaking the law? Yeah, totally. Pal's just, still like, ah, just get out of here. Breaking into a police station. And impersonating like, oh, a report guy. impersonating someone, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it probably happened more back then, you know? It was the old days. And then smash cut to uh, another drunk Santa stumbling out of a bar. <laughs> oh, before that happens, Pal then orders a cop to tail Giles. Oh, that's right. But then we cut to Harris roaming the night streets alone, being tailed by Powell, who, which means he did kind of take the advice of Giles. Yeah. And, but then Powell just immediately loses him, and he's like, damn. Then we cut. To a lone Santa, Nate, take us there. Cut to a lone Santa stumbling out of a bar, getting onto a bicycle. <laughs> and uh, as he's starting to haul ass down the street, stoked as fuck to be wasted on a bike, a gang of punks that are getting high on marijuana spot Those the Santa bastards. Claus on a bike and decide if they're going to chase him down and steal his bike. <laughs> it's so awesome. <laughs> and they successfully get it. And then Santa just fucking slides down a pile of bricks and gets yeah, chased. Like, what the dog? fuck is he going into? <laughs> so, like, so awesome. It's like a foundation part? or something. <laughs> so uh, Edmund Purdom, one of the reasons, uh, like I, I was reading one of the stories and they said it was kind of uh, like he would do really weird shit on set. And that's how they knew this movie was going to be really fucked because he would like, <laughs> he would talk to the dogs as if they were actors. 
<laughs> like, so, like they were right, listening. So in this scene, yeah, he'd like tell them like what their the motivation street. was and stuff. Because you don't like, like Santa. The dog that they had, they didn't like its teeth, and so somebody wanted to put like fake teeth on the dog. Yeah, but he didn't want to because he was worried that it would affect the dog's performance. Oh wow! It's <laughs> <laughs> like who hired this guy? Yeah, sounds like someone who would have. 14, 14 or cats. 20 cats. Yeah, yeah right. Um, so then after he's being chased by a dog to get away from the dog and the punks, he enters the London dungeon. Uh, and it's weird when he enters the London dungeon, there's this woman that just suddenly like runs up to like they're going to give yeah. him a hug or a kiss or something. And, and he's just like, slams fuck out of you! The way. Yeah. Slams her ass to the ground. Yeah. It's like, aren't you looking for help, dude? <laughs> oh, it's like Velma. Because then she's like, oh, my glasses! And then yeah. and then uh, she immediately gets murdered by the killer who then comes in oh, after Oh, he does him. kill another woman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, so what's the count now? Uh, oh, no. I can tell you. I've got it all written okay, down. Okay, let's see here. We got uh, the two, the dad, the chestnuts, the gunshot, the peep show, and now the woman. So we're up to seven. So yeah, it's man in car, woman in car, Santa party, burned up Santa, face blast Santa, peeper Santa. And then her. Girl hanging is what so, I put okay. for that one. So after the murderer comes and kills them, the Santa that was running oh, to begin with. hold on. Are you saying the the Velma girl here that lost her that's, glasses, yeah. that's the upside down yeah. girl later in the London yeah. engine? Okay. Yeah. Because I wrote that down. I didn't. I didn't know if that was a different person. Yeah. Because I was like, is that a real person? Because while she's looking for their keys, it took me a minute. I rewound it. While they're looking for their glasses, that's when the killer comes in, and then like we see them come and like step on her glasses. Then it cuts away, and you hear her like, "Ah!" Okay, I totally overlooked that. Um, but so then this is the so so our listeners know where this place is. So after this has happened. The sand is running around inside this London dungeon place, and it's, it's really like cool place. a wild ass hellish fun show wax museum. Yeah, it, it, is like, it you can real? Go there. I want to go hang today. Oh, tell us more, oh, Hoganomics. I, I just looked it up to see if it was still open. It's still open. Oh, oh all right. Cool. Yeah. You're to hear first. <laughs> London Brightsonians, head on down to the London Dungeon. It's a hellish, wacky-ass, funhouse wax museum. Do you think it's named after the Misfits song? Uh, the London Dungeon, tourist attraction in London, England. Let's see. I bet uh, London Dungeon, they tickets. probably went there and they're like, tickets. No, should, London Dungeon. Well, I know it's about them being in jail. Yeah. But I mean, like, that doesn't mean they didn't take the name from going to the London Dungeon, potentially. True. They could still. 80, 89 pounds is what? Is the, the ticket admission. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So What's it's, it's got to be pretty good. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think that it'd probably be like 130. I think. I don't know. Is the, is but the dollar more? But if you more? guys thought that place thought looked cool, let's go to a hard house. It might not October. be anymore. I think the euro and the US dollar flipped. Hell yeah. I'll take it. America. Well, it's got five out of five stars. Ooh, well, five I know friends. what I'm doing next time I'm in London. I'm telling you, though, next October we should really try. And I can't say, and you guys should go to the edge of hell and the beast with me because it's really fun. I might. I don't know. I haven't been to a haunted house for a very it's the long one to go, time. It's the one to go to. A road trip. We could all go have some fun. We could find a cool show to go to some, some night in October in Kansas City next year. Go down and see a show. Then the show's done. Go to the haunted house because they're open super late. It'd be super fun. Hey, uh, <laughs> so anyways, uh, Santa's wandering around in this crazy place, you know, the London Dungeon, and then uh, he finds that girl dead, hanging upside down, but she wasn't dressed like Santa. She wasn't. She tried That's to hug true. Santa. She didn't get killed by that guy. Yeah. She was already on the ground anyways. She would have never <laughs> seen the killer. Maybe it's just he just had to do it. 
don't know. He was just had a raging murder boner going on. <laughs> and then we cut yeah, to Cliff and Kate shit. discussing Harris' absence from the inquest, which I uh, believe is like a judicial brief of sorts. Uh, this is where he says like it's going to be his last investigation. And he, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like we cut Scotland Yard, and Harris comes in the office and tells Powell that this is going to be my last case. Yeah. The commissioner is fed up with all these damn Santa slains and demands Santa decoys be deployed immediately. Yeah. What do we need? More Santas. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and why? There's Santas everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody's heeding any sort of warning. I love the commissioner's like, that's it, Harris. There's too many dead Santas on your watch. This is your last case. You're out of here. It's like one thing we learn in barber school is like, if you're dying, somebody's hair and you get like uh, hair dye on their face you're supposed to use hair dye to get it off right so it's like you're putting color on color so they're really? like just add more santas and that'll yeah, solve everything yeah, everything's fixed yeah thanks for the barber perspective hogan <laughs> for all of our listeners to the des moines area or if you're gonna be visiting beautiful des moines go into franklin plaza barbershop beautiful des moines and get a haircut from our pal hogan all right <laughs> Uh, then we cut the Harris going to a carnival just loaded up with Santas. Perhaps this is in the West End where it's all crammed up with oh, Santas. Oh, right. Just overflowing. Yeah. Uh, then maybe these mean, are a couple of the decoy Santas. Yeah, I don't there are. I think there are. Yeah. And then we cut to uh, the evening after the carnival's closed. And one of the Santas is relieving himself behind a tent, only to be kicked in the nuts by a boot knife. <laughs> yes. Yeah, in the And then groin. punched in the throat with a studded glove. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, brutal. It's awesome. And then another Santa runs up, like, trying to help out his homie, and he gets stabbed in the fucking eye of the broken beer bottle. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. And he falls down, and it's like... It's a great gorgeous. So shot. it's kind of like they, I'm guessing, had a hole in sort of a face mold, filled that hole with meat of some kind. Meat! Maybe with some syrup. You and then they put an really eyeball well on top and, and it just goos out. You can see it really Goo. well here. It's almost like the prosthetic is just like sliding off. Oh, of his okay. Face. Yeah. I mean, it looks super cool. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then the next day, Harris shops at a market where Cliff's once again jamming some flute on the corner. The flute budget had to have been really high on this. Incredibly And high. is that his job? <laughs> well, that's no, what well, she said. He she's like, And she's like, sometimes. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Harris is like, is this what he does for a living? Yeah. She's just like, sometimes. That's like right here. And then she, and then he's basically like, hey, call me if you have any ideas about anything. I need to talk. Right. It's like he's he sees how sad it is that her man's making a living just playing a flute on a corner. Yeah. He's like, call me if you need anything. Yeah. <laughs> you could do better than this. You're going to be yeah. hungry like tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the girl from the peep show meets with Pal at the station. And he warns her that she's not safe as the killer knows she saw him. And Pal orders surveillance on her. Which, again, so, if you remember that everything involving Giles is shot after the fact... Like, this is one of those things. Like, anything involved that's going to lead to that plot thread is the stuff from the extra shooting, which is interesting to consider Yeah, right, the, with the storytelling, I think. And then I was just calling her Kelly Gets Interviewed. That's what I started writing, because that's her actual name, right? Is yeah. Kelly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, instead of calling her whatever the fuck it says. I wrote the, Peep Show girl. Entertainment Woman? Peep Show. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I keep calling the Peep Show gal. <laughs> she gets interviewed by the sergeant. <clears throat> uh, who is now heading up the investigation. Yes. 
Yeah. He's like, my buddy Harris is just giving up on this because this is his last case. <laughs> after they interview her for a little while, she just ends up bolting. They're trying. She's supposed to have someone hanging out with her, too. But she's like, oh, I'm in a hurry. I got to get going. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get I, back to that peep show and cover for my mom or do. whatever. Yeah, Oh, yeah, because her mom owns the place or something. Yeah. <laughs> Mom's she's out with diarrhea. I don't shake my tits so in front of that glass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for five mom. You know, it's, a, it's a living. Yeah. <laughs> And then at the peep show, the killer comes in, sits on the other side of the glass of the witness. And it, the shots kind of look like... And he does it without a mask on, which yeah. just comes around, too. And then they break through the glass to try to get him. And a chase ensues, and she gets out of there, and she runs down the street. Eventually, she's drugged down fly stairs and into a dark, dark room where the killer ties her up and leaves her on a mattress in the dark. This is probably the best line of dialogue, though, in the entire movie. I don't know how you feel, guys. Because it's not a dialogue. It's like a little paragraph. But he says, after he ties her up, she says, I'll do anything. I'll do whatever you want me to do, right? Just let me go. And he goes, you're all the same, aren't you? You sell little pieces of yourself. Five pounds for this, 15 pounds for that, 50 pounds and anything goes. But you're not selling desire. You're selling your souls. (laughs) It's a pretty good line. Yeah. And it's the only time he gleams anything as to, like, why he would kill someone who's not dressed up like Santa Claus. Absolutely. And all of a sudden, he has really well, firm well, she's opinions also, on this. She's also like, I won't tell anyone. And he's like, you already saw my face. Yep. She's yeah. like, I didn't see your face that day. <laughs> and he's like, and he's, and he's, and he's like, <laughs> well, you've seen it now. Yeah. And it's like, just close up his lips. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, it's like, all right, for this shot, I need you to really fucking move those lips. Just get real <laughs> yeah, weird with get them. Get them wet. <laughs> I'm going to start moving my lips all. I mean, I for the rest of the episode, can, I'm you, my lips can you all just talk crazy. like that? <laughs> <laughs> it's only funny for you guys. Just but let's imagine it. my lips moving all crazy, like. <laughs> and there is a good chase scene before he gets her with the synth going. She's running down the streets of London in the daylight, but for some reason, there's kind of nobody around. Mm-hmm. It's great, and I, so I, I really it's got like nightmare quality. Nightmares quality, too. yeah, for sure. Where it's like, where is everyone? Someone help me! And uh, then uh, a drunk Santa decides to pop into the Piccadilly Theater. This is oh, this probably is, my well, this favorite is great when Santa. Well, yeah. releases Cliff here, though, because he hears that there's been a murder somewhere. Which, editing-wise, they should have put the Santa thing before this. Yeah. But they don't. They Instead, they show Powell releasing Cliff here. And he's like, hey, there's been another murder, so I know it's not you, so you're free to go. Why wouldn't they have... Sh- well, the one, they never, they never show a scene where Cliff's arrested, one. Yeah. Right. So that's weird. Two... If you are going to cut that and leave this in, why would this not be after the next Santa kill? Because, like, who are they talking about just got killed while he was being arrested? Maybe Because this... last time I saw he was on the street just jamming some flute. Maybe the London Dungeon Santa. And oh, maybe yeah, the yeah. scene where Cliff got arrested pertained to the other plot that used to be who killed everybody. Yeah, and they're like, I guess the scene's kind of <laughs> cool. Leave it in. Yeah. Astute observation. I don't know. Uh, okay. And then, then we cut to the drunk Santa who's being thrown out of a venue. He's the best Santa yeah. because he has a fucking party horn and he has silly string, which he just starts spraying the dude in the ticket booth. Yeah, and he's like, where's the party? Yeah. <laughs> like they're just going to let him in. Yeah. <laughs> and so he gets kicked the fuck out. So then he's just chilling in a dark alley and he goes, you know what would be fun right now? Some window peeping. Yeah. <laughs> He starts peeping. It's like a punk chick in the window, and she's like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> "That's 
And then the Santa bursts back into the venue. He's like, I'm fucking going that shit. And we get some more really cool, like, POV shots of the killer kind of, like, trying to wait till the people going on the stage get past so he can chase him. He's looking around for the Santa. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, because the the Santa goes back in because the breather's in the alley, and he gets kind of spooked. He's like, fuck, I'm going back in the venue. I just got kicked out. So he runs in the staff, of course, like, we just kicked you out of here. Yeah, and he chases after him. But then the killer comes in, too, and it shows some views of that. And then we get a whole stage show. This is great. Yeah. You hear, like, or the air comes, like, oh, Miss Monroe. Uh, Miss Monroe. Yeah. It's Carolyn Monroe, dude. Yeah. Carolyn Monroe. And we who get, uh, is in Star Crash. Oh, yeah. She's in the Bond movie. Yeah. Slaughter High. She's in she's all, in sorts, all of sorts of stuff. She's in so much great shit. Yeah. She's she's a legend, you know? Um. But yeah, so we get a Caroline Monroe music number. Gratuitous Caroline Monroe, as our boy Joe Bob would say. Uh, so I'm coming to get you, baby. <laughs> yeah. uh, she was only Put in it on this... the soundtrack, please. Oh yes, and <laughs> like she's just in this like two minute scene, and like yeah. she's a name. She's so like, why is she here? And it's, um, so she can see a dead <laughs> mall Santa yeah, pop, pop up out up of a trap, a door. lift of some kind. She was in this because the the effects guy was a friend of her husband's, and they'd worked together on Slaughter High. Because her husband directed Slaughter High, so that's why she. They're basically just like, "Will you do this?" And she's like, "Okay, yeah, I'm around." So like they <laughs> shot it in like you know, yeah, chunk of a day. She came in, sung the song, left. That's cool. The weird knife weapon he uses in this scene is very cool, too. I can't tell exactly what it is. It's not a hatchet. It's not a knife. It's not a butcher's knife. It's got, like, an arch to it. Yeah. It's like some weird Viking tool. Yeah. And he takes it to the face. Like, if you've ever seen the cover of the VHS for the Spectre of Edgar Allan Poe, you ever seen that? It's got, like, a hatchet to the face. It oh, yeah, me yeah, of that. Or even, you know, Dawn of the Dead. It's, like, right in the eyes. It looks like it's, like, yeah. a hatchet. Just... Yeah. Right. Oh, I should give those names. Uh, the Fex man's name is Peter Litton. And her husband's name was George Dugdale. George Dugdale directed Slaughter High. As I said, there's stuff, but I didn't say what they, their name They do some effects on anything else. I didn't look that uh, up at all. Transmutations. Okay. Ooh. That's a movie that the cover's cooler than the movie. <clears throat> but it's And he, uh, he also directed a movie called uh, The Art of Cruising Men. Ooh. Yeah. Sounds like our kind of movie. Yeah. Does that one have, <laughs> that one have our boy the, Joffrey's in it? Because it sounded interesting. Uh, an outrageous look at the history of men on the make. Two holographic characters take us on a tour through history from the caveman to the 90s bar clone. Huh? huh. <laughs> What's the 90s bar clone? Well, I don't know, but I know that clones, at least uh, as far as men go and cruising... Um, that's why Freddie Mercury ended up adopting the mustache because that was the clone look because then all men looked the same. So you wouldn't necessarily know who you were right. partying with at the time, I guess. Okay. I don't know. No, that's so we're cool. all wearing mustaches. Yeah. yeah. I'll try so hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, th- so uh, yeah, Drunk Santa gets killed, comes up that trap door. And then we cut back to Pal, who's meeting with Kate, and she tells him she suspects Giles because she ran to him on the street, and it was just kind of weird, and something about his name, or she suspects Harris. I don't know. Wasn't there? I think you guys skipped over the fucking Santa dick chop. No, no, no that's that next. Are you sure? Yeah, it's that's crazy up. eyebrows, Santa. That's okay. coming up. <laughs> but she's talking about she suspects. Is she saying she suspects Harris, or she's saying so, she suspects Giles? Who's she saying is, here? 
So here's I kind of got lost in here. I feel like there there's stuff here that got taken out too, where yeah. she's discovering what's going on and who mm-hmm. Giles is and how he's from this like yeah. insane asylum. And she's stuff. like, hey, I suspect Giles. And like at this point, we've never seen her even say she ran into him. Before. Yeah. And then it's later, like, who? Like, oh, he talked to me one day on the street. Yeah. And I've just been thinking about it a lot, and I think he might have just done this. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? He seems like that kind of fella. <laughs> Something about those crazy Have you seen the, the way the light hits his eyes? Yeah. It's pretty strange. <laughs> Looks like a guy who might kill himself in his son's bedroom. <laughs> yeah, like, soon. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe we like should maybe post in the, next own few the weeks. finishing of the film. <laughs> yeah. Drag this out as long as you can for his sake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My fucking husband's playing the flute again. Just trying to stand there acting like you don't know him. Mm. <laughs> uh, but then the next... What's weird about this, too, is like... So Pal's meeting with Kate, right? And she's like, I suspect Giles. And then the next scene is her calling Pal. Like, hey, Pal, it's urgent. Call me. It's like, what? Yeah. And the scene... That, like, that just doesn't happen in movies. It's so strange. You know and what I mean? I mean, it clearly like, does, Greg. It just happened. But you know what I mean? <laughs> it hey, happens sometimes. Sh- hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. I think that. Well, call me tonight if you have any ideas. Okay. Hey, call me. It's urgent. Like, what the <laughs> Dude, fuck is happening? The, the one I think about that's like, I feel like it, it's probably an editing issue. Like, they didn't realize they weren't paying attention to the dialogue. They were checking for like the f- visual flow of it, maybe. But in uh, Red Heat, there's this scene where it's like Belouche <laughs> and Schwarzenegger at the diner, and the waitress comes up and goes to pour coffee in his cup. And, she and he goes, he goes, no. <laughs> he goes, this is a story, Greg. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> and he goes, I just got my cup of coffee the right color. And gives her a bunch of shit for like, why are you going to put more coffee? Then two seconds later, he's like, hey, can I get some more coffee while we're young or something? <laughs> like, it's like, a, it's almost the next thing he says. And it's like, who fucking edited this? Like, there should be at least like 30 seconds in there. Anyway. I made think me think of made that. that move not the bad Belushi. Yeah, he kind of wrecks it. Uh, that movie's pretty fun, but it's just like every time fucking I'm Walter Hill. Watching, I always forget it's Walter put, Hill. Like, uh, it's like it's a good premise. Like it's the one arm we were like they're playing up that he has a crazy accent and all this stuff. And like, but he's just not he's, a likable. But, but like, person. give us a funny fucking partner. You who know? would you put if you're gonna make it back then? Like, who would you have? I'd say somebody like Kurt Russell. Oh, man. If you had Kurt awesome. Russell and Schwarzenegger in a movie together, yeah, I think yeah. it would have been electric. Yeah. You know? Uh, I don't know. I just watched The Principal. Yeah? That was fun. I love that. That's the one movie I, I do like him in. And mm-hmm. Louis Gossett Jr. is great in that, too. Yeah. I like I According just, to Jim. What is it? According to Jim, it's his hit sitcom he did. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've not seen that one. <laughs> it's not. You know, it's, it's really bad. It's like one of the worst shows I think yeah. probably ever made. Yeah. Those shows like, who's watching this? It's been on for years. All right. I've never met anyone that's been like, I love this show. It's like, it's been on for years. It's very popular between people uh, of the age of like 43 and 45. <laughs> what was the, what, who's the, the chubby kid from Stand By Me? I uh, do not know. What's the actor's name? Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. There you go. They were in a they from were in Sliders? TV, yeah. With, with Sala from Raiders of the Lost Ark? So Jim and Jerry O'Connell were in a TV show together for like one, two, or two oh. seasons. Um, Jerry O'Connell's like, it was the worst time in like of my life. In like 2005, 2006, or something like that. I can't remember. They were like fixers in Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, man. It was bizarre. You know what he was good in? Uh, season three of Twin Peaks. Yeah. I was shocked when he showed up. I was like, what the fuck's... 
fucking Jim Belushi doing in a fucking... Oh, Belushi? Yeah, like, what's Jim Belushi doing in a fucking David Lynch project? Yeah. And then he kills it. I'm like, oh, he's just do shit like this all the time. Yeah. Hmm. Like, he's good in that. So I guess maybe... Oh. By the way, I just saw David Lynch in a movie. Oh, what movie was, was he in? Yeah. <laughs> it's... What you Is say it the that? one with Harry Dean Stanton? It's funny you say that because... Yes. I, I, it is a funny thing. When he came on the screen, I was like, man, I was like, that looks exactly like fucking David Lynch. But you know, I couldn't tell because he had sunglasses on. And as soon as he fucking opened his Hello. mouth, I was like, oh, yep, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've told you a story about when I met David Lynch, right? Mm-mm. I was at the co-op in Iowa City. And there was a there's a man who looks exactly like David Lynch at the co-op in Iowa City. Like just, And I was like... Is that David Lynch? I was like, no, it's not David Lynch. Why the fuck would he be at the corner? Yeah, why would he be in Iowa City? But it's like, you know, wearing the suit, the hair, all the stuff. And I'm like. And then I started thinking, I was like, I know he's really in Transall Meditation. I know he's. Yeah, isn't he his school here? Yeah, he, he, yeah, in Fairfield, he does yeah. stuff. And he made the straight story, that movie about the guy who like wrote. And, yeah. and, it's like, and I was like, no, I think that is fucking David Lynch. And I walk and I go, excuse me, are you David Lynch? Always a pleasure to meet a fan. And he shakes me and he goes, now if you'll excuse me, I'm looking for a fine wine. <laughs> and then he like, turned on like a heel and walked away. It wasn't rude. It wasn't kind of saying. It's like he was just on a fucking mission. But he had like extreme kindness in his eyes. It was like so brief. And I was like, perfect. That was like the perfect experience to meet David Lynch. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. But uh, I talked about that for years with people like after that happened. Like, yeah, I saw him. And he said he's looking for a fine wine. Then he walked away. They're like, and, oh, he did that to me too. Except like I was at a gas station. No, but like <laughs> yeah, I told that story yeah. for years. And then when season three Twin Peaks comes out, there's multiple times in that season where Gordon Cole is like, oh, I'll have to call you later. I just opened a bottle of fine wine. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I, I think it's like kind of like how he is obsessed with coffee and stuff in real life. And like it's like part of his being and it's like in there. But right. I know Nate said he hasn't seen season three Twin Peaks yet. I have not. Do you like the other season? Yes. I do. I yeah, don't I know why I didn't watch it. It might have been on something that I couldn't get. Some fine. I'm not going to get an extra streaming service. It's good. It is very What's good. it on? It was on Showtime. Oh, that's you exactly why. physical media of it at this point. I've never seen I, it. If I saw it sitting around for 25 bucks or something, I'd I get would it. say if you're going to do it, though, I think it'd be worth going back to the whole series before you do it again. Just yeah. to really get back in that world for it to be less. Which really we're watched... only talking like 36 episodes. So. Yeah. Last time I watched Total. the original show, I think I was in my 20s. Emily and I watched it. So it would have been at least 14 years ago. Uh, so then we cut to a mall and Sam's hand out gives some kids. And then he just, you know, has to go on break. And he enters a bathroom to take a piss. And what happens here, Hoganomics? This is crazy eyebrow sound. So he has <laughs> basically cotton balls glued all over his eyebrows. And then his the you can see the beginning of his dark hair, and then the white hair starts. So this is the fat man stumbling into the bathroom. And then, yeah, what happens, Hogan? He gets vasectomy. Yeah, that's ah, what happens. They cut his sack open. This is a lot what my procedure is like. Yeah. Why did you didn't bleed to death? Well, ask did, the doctor, like, why are you dressing me up like Santa Claus? <laughs> <laughs> when he cut yours, did you also think it was weird that penis blood is like just like red paint? Yeah. Yeah. It also shot straight up to the ceiling. Yeah, dude. And I got everywhere. all my hands. I started rubbing all yeah, the like, wall. Whoa, yeah. whoa. Try to keep that in there. I need that. Then you die dragging your nub <laughs> towards the door. Yeah. How embarrassing. Uh, and then we cut to Kate, who's uh, going to Harris Place to talk, and he lets her know that he's been suspended. 
And then he takes her out for a delicious turkey dinner. <laughs> uh, then Cliff, I like Cliff just shows up at the restaurant looking for her. Yeah. But he's objected by Seth. Like, you're not wearing the proper tires. So. Yeah, well, you're not dressed for her. So this is one of the reasons, too, that uh, Edmund got fired is because he was like adamant that there be a romantic relationship between the inspector and Kate. Oh, okay. And, like, you can see it all over, and it still, like, doesn't make any fucking sense, like, why it's in there. Yeah, like, like the part like where... I her out, but, like, as soon as... Yeah, I read that, too. As soon as I read it, I was like, oh, yeah, I could see how all the scenes could read completely differently. With right. That, you know? Oh, yeah, no, like, when she comes over and he's, like, putting the record on... Yeah. And... She's like, you're the only one I feel like I can talk to Yeah. Right it's like, what are they, like, 40 years different? Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> I could be your father, you know. Yeah. Grandfather. Would you... <laughs> this is New England, you know. <laughs> Chip very chop, strong, chip. you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's like bean bean <laughs> forever. Uh, and then we and then we go back to the office, and uh, something comes across Pal's desk, and he's like, "Hmm." And then after dinner, Kate's just so, this is one of those things where anyways, I'm not sure where the fuck she's supposed <laughs> to be because after dinner, she's like awaiting a call from Harris, and they were just at dinner together. Yeah. yeah. Literally 30 seconds. But ago. I'm not sure where she is because if she was at her house, you think Cliff would be there like, what the fuck were you just doing at the restaurant? I got ejected. I was trying to come see oh, you Oh, he's there. out at that where pub getting wasted he's or probably, something. He's out, Jerry. He's banging that model yeah. again. Yeah. Um, okay. That 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 could be fair. Yeah. But you know what I mean? I still just kind of, I don't get the logistics. Of this. It's like, great turkey dinner. Now go home and await my call. Well, I think this is, again, a matter of them like trying to make sense out of a fucking bad situation. Yeah. Yeah. They had insert 35, 40 minutes of footage. Yeah. Wow, there was something radically different happening. I mean, because they shot Maybe it this, is the him banging that Sharon they girl. They shot <laughs> this in 82, and they didn't film any of Giles' scenes until 1984. Which is the year it came out. Yeah. Which, if anyone's <laughs> counting, that that means this movie predates, the original filming of this predates Silent Night, Deadly Night by two years. Yeah. yeah. And the release is the, actually the same year as... Yeah. I'm assuming what happened, and I don't know this for a fact, but I bet Silent Night, Deadly Night came out, and they saw how popular that was being, so it got greenlit real fast, and they're like, we got this kind of movie like that. Let's get that Santa killer shit out there. Uh, Even though this is more about killing Santa, whereas Silent Night, Deadly Night is more about Santa killing. killing. Mm. Yes. (laughs) Both. So, so, uh... While she's waiting Harris's call for some reason, even though they were just hanging out, uh, Giles shows up and reveals he's Harris' brother. Giles hates Christmas. <laughs> I don't really know why yet. He just says he hates Christmas. <laughs> and then the phone rings at Kate's, and she goes to get it. Um, and it's Pal trying to reach her. It's not Harris. It's Pal calling. And she reaches for it. And then she gets strangled with some tinsel and stabbed in the guts. This is, has to be the strongest tinsel in the history of tinsel. Which says, I wasn't expecting this shit at all. When he says, oh, I'm a member of society. the main character to be fucking murdered? Yeah, the final girl gets killed and you're like, whoa, what yeah. the fuck? Yep. That was just the biggest fuck you to Edmund when he watched this cut. He's like, no, but I was in love with her. She wasn't supposed <laughs> to get stabbed in the guts. No, he's like, take me, please. I was in love with her. She wasn't supposed to get stabbed in the guts, you know. Yeah. Um, and Sergeant Clyde, is that his name? I think that's his. I, there's, yeah, there's Clyde and Powell. Yeah. yeah. Or that, maybe the that's Clyde when Powell. he. That's when he shows up and starts he's chasing. He's like immediately there. Yeah. yeah. Another thing they probably should have edited differently. Like, dr- show him in the car, like, like driving there. Yeah. He just like, 
oh no, something's happened. And it just cuts him just walking right into the room. Like, <laughs> yeah. what, what the hell's going He's on like, here? Two, he was three Get doors inserts, down. You know? <laughs> and then he immediately runs out and starts chasing the killer. Yeah. And this whole kill sequence is bizarre. Giles is just hanging out in the parking lot it's like, or is it like a junkyard? It seems like a junkyard. Yeah. But it's like it, the editing's so strange. Like, she live in the junkyard? Loudly hiding in back seats. Yeah. <laughs> like, when he gets in and slams the door, it's like, well, now just look in back seats. This kill is the... This is on the back of the VHS. I believe that's the picture yes. on the back. Right? It's pretty strange. Yeah. So like he goes to like, get in a car and it becomes <clears throat> he, a strobe light show and he gets just fried. It shows him hooking like battery yeah. uh, charging cables. Like jumper cables up to the, the door handle. But I don't know what he hooks them up to to make them so electrical. <laughs> the Christmas spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he gets like zapped to fucking death. I love this kill. It's awesome. And oh, it is awesome. It's just it's so like, whoa, where are we going? Yeah. It ups the ante. It's like, this isn't a gut stabbing. There's smoke. There's sparks. There's like laser light show shit yeah. going lights, on. Duh. It's yeah. awesome. fog machines. <laughs> and we've got knives. We've got hanging people. We've had guns. We've got, we got yeah. knives. Uh, this, we've covered you know, the, all the bases, basically. He'll kill you, however. Yeah. Giles is down. Uh, so Powell's out now. So... Uh, <laughs> So where, where are we going after this? I can't even remember. So then Kelly's, at, he goes to where Kelly is. Kelly, oh, yeah, yeah, the Pichu uh, and and girl. girl or whatever. And so what she does is she starts describing Christmas to him, like, remember plum pudding? Well, and he, he, she, he brings her food, and he's like, I thought I'd bring you an apple. Oh, yeah. And she's like, we have to hand, un do my handcuffs so I can eat the apple. Is she it wears, an apple? Why do you hate Christmas anyway? And she's she taking promises, the tiniest bites you've ever fucking seen anybody take. She promises <laughs> she won't try to escape, and you know because she crosses her fingers. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they cut through the shot of her hand crossing the fingers. That was a great touch. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Oh, I I got How are we going to know that she's not going to want to get away? Oh, I know what that means. <laughs> it's Christmas Day, the day you die. She's like, what do you mean by that? And he's like, well... <laughs> But then she like picks up a wooden block and like hits him in the fucking face and makes a run for it, and then she runs up. Did you he chase he chases her up a bunch of stairs. Yeah, I mean like, like four, or five like stories. a lot of stairs where it's like it's almost like Scooby Doo show where they keep just looping the backgrounds. They're being like running. Yeah, yeah. it was like that. Was like how many stairs are there? Where are they? Answer a lot of stairs. Yeah, and then like at the very top, and he just starts like hitting her with chains he's carrying. He's around. like doing like a junkyard dog thing. He's fucking like <laughs> yeah. whipping the chains. And uh, and then she like grabs the chains and like yanks them and it causes him to go flying over the edge because she's strong. She's she's been lifting a lot of weights <laughs> in that peep show booth has a while. Yeah, lot of upper people. body strength. She's been just pumping and iron. It's a good dummy too. The, <gasps> it's a realistic looking dummy. Yeah, I thought he actually did that stunt because he didn't want to live anyways. Yeah, oh. it was. Can you imagine doing oh. that? Like being the film crew that day though. It's like you throw it off. You're like, nope. Run it again. Yeah. You got to drag run the up fucking dummy ten, back up the stairs. flights of stairs, or <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh, no. Uh, and then, you know, after he's at the bomb, she has to go down there to check on his corpse. And, of course, we get jump scares. He <laughs> grabs her. And then we get a flashback. Yeah. We finally, finally. get a, a window into the soul of the killer. Why are they doing this? And we see it's a nice Christmas day. And Can I take a guess? 
And there's a, the fun, <laughs> like the echo with the strange. Wow. Uh, what are you doing, Billy? Which dial is open? <laughs> oh, and we got Harris names Ian. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, first time we've heard his name. And he unwraps. It's a Swiss Army knife. And he starts immediately slashing he's the like, air like, yeah, like he's yeah, trying to murder yeah. somebody. <laughs> like, uh, take it away. And I, I like, and someone's like, oh, he loves his new knife. If the <laughs> first thing that Freddie did, if you gave him a, a Swiss Army knife like that, was just like, <laughs> like stabbing yeah, the just air. Just waving yeah. the air. He'd be like, eh, I think no. we're going to think twice about this. Yeah, of course. It's like, uh, this is more like whittling or like cutting a box open, not murdering Bow yeah. who stands before you. I guess you want a box to be open anyway, then. Yeah. Um, like we we so yell at each Giles other way goes too much. Upstairs, and I believe what we see here is his father dressed as Santa having sex with another woman. Yes. Yes. And he's like, oh, oh, just waving his knife around the air still. It, yeah. And his dad sees him and is like, what the fuck? And is like walking towards him. And then his mom comes to the room and sees what's happening. And then in like the confusion, mom gets knocked down the stairs and presumably dies. Yes. Yeah. So this is why he And hates he hits Christmas. the kid too. Yeah, he yeah. definitely hits Josh. Well, he doesn't hate Christmas. He just hates Santa. Cut back to Harris' place, and he's looking at that package that was delivered earlier in the movie. Oh yeah, remember that package from yeah. way back? Yeah, at yeah, the beginning yeah, of the yeah. Movie? The one that 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 you know the, the motorcycle delivery don't open one until yeah. Christmas. And he's looking at, it, and it's a card, and it's like from your loving brother. Yeah, which we now know is a fucking insane, crazy killer. And he's always known that. And then Harris <laughs> opens it, and it's just a music box with Santa spinning around, and he's yep. like, oh, and smiles, sets it down. Gets in his chair. Maybe he was about to drink some milk, but we'll never know because it was a fucking bomb that blows up <laughs> and then the movie's over. <laughs> Roll credit. What? Which again, it's like, what the fuck? Dude. Was actually happy at the end there. Right. Who sent him the bomb? Yeah. In the original cut, you think it is Cliff? Is the killer? It's like he, there's a lot of stuff leaned to being Cliff. It was his brother that sent it. But his brother didn't exist in the original cut because yeah. Giles was all. Oh. So that's oh. so originally, where'd the bomb come from? There's so much stuff. I'm like, and I he want. wouldn't have shot a scene that he. I got you. Okay. Hold yeah. On. I yeah. You I think it was Cliff. I think it was Cliff. I think I came having the cut on his hand, him vanishing with the woman outside. I think the original cut was supposed to be Cliff. I mean, that would make sense. Also, because you know, let me go deeper here. I thought about this a lot already today. <laughs> so in the beginning, there's like when he's talking to the Santa at the Halloween party, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, there's a guy out there at the crazy little tiny shrunken head costume. Right. But right? it's on a dummy. But it ends up being on a dummy, which means he could have thrown the sword, his misdirection. And then he's the one who runs up and pulls the mask off the dummy. Could have been all misdirection. Right, but he was like standing right next to them. That's what I'm saying, though. But then, like, they stepped. I'm just saying, I don't know. I feel like there's, I feel like there's something with Cliff. Maybe I don't know. If Who else sure. would it be if it wasn't Cliff? Yeah. There's not a lot of people to pick from unless they completely edited out characters. Yeah, it was the maid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny you'd say that because there's a deleted scene of the housekeeper making a bomb that looks like the bomb and laughing maniacally. It's on the vinegar syndrome day. Really? <laughs> I swear. She's like. She's like talking to a police officer. She's like, "Yes, oh, I could come down to the office today." And she hands the phone. She's like, <laughs> and she's like putting her old box. And she's like that. And she's like putting it back. She's like, "He'll be getting a special delivery today." <laughs> so she was the killer. Yes. So the woman who I was so confused about who she was, there's footage of her with a bomb. Uh-huh. You think <laughs> so? She was killing the Santas too. I don't know. Uh, it's so confusing. That's one that's thing. So weird. Yeah. So. 
So anyways, I th- it's funny you guys mentioned that. So. Maybe she was the woman who got fucked by the Santa. Yeah. Their dad. Oh! Okay. Whoa. Maybe. Whoa! And it wrecked her life because she was attached to this like homicide of this mother. Yeah. yeah, because you know what? That could be V.O. saying Giles and originally cut. That was just Harris. There was mm-hmm. no Giles. And you could still use that same push because they don't show both boys really at the same time in it. Right. Interesting. So, hey, if anyone actually knows yeah, from the original there... cut, let us know. I bet no one knows because if Inger Syndrome didn't dig it out for this new Blu-ray, right. it's probably gone. But, hey, so favorite line of the movie. Hoganomics. Uh, I'm not going to reread mine, but mine is the uh, little short monologue oh, yes. uh, that Giles has right after he kidnaps uh, the peep show girl. Good choice. Good Favorite one. line of the movie. Mine's yeah. going to be the, do you think we have a psychopath on our hands? It's just like such a duh-ass <laughs> stupid jabroni cop like, thing to say. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. The bubbies. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. But why else would this be happening? I'm still about the whole of the West is crammed with Santa Clauses. It's <laughs> very just funny. a pocket of those fuckers over there. Um, favorite kill? Uh, I'm gonna go with the beer ball to the eye. Mm. I thought I was gonna say the gun blast to the face, Mm-mm. but and th- I mean, there's a lot of great kills in this movie. Penis, the the castration scene, the bathroom castration, vasectomy scene, um, beer ball to the eye, you know, sh- shotgun the f- the face, but uh, uh or pistol. I said shotgun because the guy's real life death. Well, the sand gets shot in the face, but I just like the beer bottle. I like the the effect of it in the eyes. I think it's cool. It's unexpected, but yeah. What about you guys? I'm Favorite a big kid? laser light show. Electrocution. I yes. love the electrocution. I thought it was cool, and it was a different. Uh, you know, after you have about thirty people stabbed and shot in the head, it was a nice reprieve from that. I'll take it. <laughs> Me. I like the fucking like James Bond one, with the, like boot knife. Oh yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. It's like what? Right before why? the glass bottle one. Yeah. Who? Like, why does he have that fucking because boot knife? It doesn't make prepared. any sense. And Unless... the studded glove that can just puncture your fucking throat with yeah. one punch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wish I could say it was when the punks killed that Santa for a bicycle, but they didn't kill him. He's I a multi-talented Santa killer. It's yeah, a lot of stuff here. Uh, we skipped it earlier. We've been doing this at the front of the episode now, but we can do it now before we give the final rating. Also, um, oh, well, after you're done, remind me of something I want to okay. say. I was going to say what we could do here. Uh, we've been doing the front, but we could do it now. Is, uh, when did you first see it, Nate? I'd say like 12 years ago I heard about it. About 12 years ago, and it was hard to find. I couldn't find it. I hadn't scored like any collections at all yet. And I figured I found out it was like a Vestron title because Rue Morgue had released mm. these issues that had, or maybe it was Horror Hound. One of those companies. Horror Hound, Horror Hound, Horror Hound every the, month has an article called VHS Invasion. They used to do it where it would be like, these are all the horror Vestron titles. Mm-hmm. These are all the embassy titles. Yeah. And I used to use those as like checklists. This uh, this most recent issue, the because I have a subscription to Horror Hound. That's my favorite horror mag. But oh, cool. The new issue, uh, the VHS Invasion article is all the old joe bob vhs tapes oh sweet yeah so that's cool they do it every month yeah the article's called vhs invasion oh that's cool what they should do is they should do a collection of all the articles because they're like you know they've done a lot of issues now yeah let's just do a fucking book where they put all those in a book it'd be incredible yeah people would love it you could even have it where it is a checklist you got little boxes in there 
But yeah, I saw it on that list and I was like, okay, I'm going to start seeking it out. And I think at the time I probably, because I, I just never found it and I didn't come across it for two years. So at about, I'd say like 10 years ago, after not being able to find it for almost two years, I decided to, because I was all about finding shit in the wild at that time. That's part and of the, the hunt. After fun. a couple of years, you get sick of looking and waiting and whatever. Well, especially when you're watching, just keep going up in value on eBay. You're like, fuck, if I bought on eBay two years ago and said, wanted to go find right. a person, I could have saved a hundred dollars or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Depending and, what. uh, I'm sure you could figure this trick out with just, you know, a, a simple brain, but buying this type of movie around Christmas time is not ideal. So <laughs> I, w- I put it on my huh? like buy in the middle of summer list. And I looked and I found one for, I think I paid 25 or 30 bucks for it. Nice. And uh, I loved it. I thought it was really good. And I just, I acquired a ton of movies shortly after. I never really watched it again until I watched it for this. I just remembered really thinking like, holy shit, why haven't I seen this? Yeah. And why don't people talk about this more? Because just because it, it, I definitely had the thought when I saw the cover for the first time that there was a possibility that the cover would be way cooler than the movie is. Yeah. Because it's just that's a problem you run into a lot with '80s stuff, um, where they oversell it. But I think if anything, the thing I was going to mention, I'll just mix it in with this: is that 17 kills, man. I mean, that's an awful lot. That does include a lot. Giles and Kate in there, but it's not, that's not 17 just Santa Clauses, right? But that's a fucking Santa high Clauses body count. Would be pretty epic. Yeah. <laughs> When's the first time you saw it, Hogan? I can tell you exactly when I saw it. When I bought this at Fye. Oh yeah. In 2012. Hell yeah. Uh I myself was it the Jordan Creek one? Yep. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever seen this film until I watched it this week for this podcast. Uh I so thanks Vinegar Syndrome for putting on a disc make yeah. it easy for me to get. To and watch. it's a total coincidence. We put this on our schedule a year ago, I'd like to say. <laughs> it's that we're not doing it because Vinegar Syndrome released it. Uh, but we would take a check now, Vinegar Syndrome. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I guess Al Five Frights. Uh, Nate, I feel like you just gave such a impassioned little speech about when you saw it and your thoughts on it and how you wondered why you haven't watched it more often since. So I'm give it back to you. So Al I did. Frights, you give it. I did watch Al it five. twice for this. I watched it oh. once, once while printing shirts. So it was like a half watch. I actually missed the dick chop completely. Ooh. I was so distracted. Um, and so when I watched the thing, I was like, man, I missed a fucking whole dick chop. Andrew and I watched it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. Okay, so great soundtrack, great title, good kills, decent story, definitely problems, definitely issues that like with continuity and stuff and whatever. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't say it's as good as Night of the Comet. I know I wasn't here for that. We all did four on that. So it can't yeah. be four. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm going to go with like a three, three, five. On three and a half rights. Just because I would definitely watch this more than just at Christmas time, too. Like, yeah. now that I watched it twice, I'm going to add the Blu ray to my next order and probably sit down and watch that and the extras and shit. Transfer. Yeah. Al Five Frights. How many frights do you give it, Hogan? Um. So I, I was thinking about this in terms of Christmas horror movies, and I think. I would probably give this a three because if out of like Christmas horror movies, like if there's one that I'm going to sit down and watch, I would, uh, I would probably watch black Christmas or Christmas evil over this. Honestly. True. While I do find this 
just as fun and it's like it has they all feel very similar i think if you watched it like five or six more times you know what i mean like we, you just don't have the familiarity right so that you would have with christmas evil how yeah. many frights did you say then three three what do we do for christmas evil well i was gonna say it's interesting we were, because christmas evil we were, nate and i both went on I five I and, three. and you went with and you went low on christmas evil because we were both like five and you were like i think you said four so we went four and a half I think. Um, so you're saying three. You're saying three and a half. Three and a half. I also had three and a half rights. Um, so I guess are we just leaving it three and a half then? Three and a half to three isn't like a big. I don't know how much. that works. I get when it's like two fives and a four. Like ah, we're gonna three two five. I'm gonna say we're gonna give it three and a half. Then is that fair? You three and a half. Three and a half rights. And for reference, then Beep. if we go, <laughs> if we go back, uh, that's the same rating we gave Blood Rage. I'd say that's probably fair. This is probably you know comparable kind of level of fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like you know, it's awesome that it's a Christmas horror movie that isn't a killer Santa. The Santas are the victims. I also think it's hilarious that it's a slasher movie where the victims are not really the the cast or the characters really. Yeah. There is a foul girl, and she's not really a foul girl because she fucking dies. But, like, you don't know any of these things. There's no backstory for no any of these people. no investment of them. They're all just drunk dudes wandering around in alleys with their dicks out. Yep. Just asking killed. for it, basically. It's, yeah. I mean, did you see the way they were dressed? Yeah. <laughs> like Santa Claus. <laughs> so, fucking yeah, idiots. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was really fun. I think, and this is something that, you know, the world needs. What, like, uh, <laughs> Santa Slain. Yeah, just a movie like this that maybe most people that are into horror movies might not have seen, but, you know, everyone's heard of it. I feel like lots of people have heard the title, because I've definitely had the conversation that people are like, oh, have you seen Don't Open Till Christmas? But uh, this makes it so now it's available easily for people. Oh, great segue cool. into Physical Media Roundup! <laughs> <laughs> Boing. You need to add some, like, I have the tiger music there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, t- tell us about that Vestron video there, Nate. Yeah, okay. Hi. <laughs> right. So, yeah. It's, you just uh, told us the story of when you bought it. So, tell us about the tape itself. Yeah, it's Vestron video release 4372. Wow. Uh, with the big old V on the side. 1984 is the release date on the tape. Mm. Uh, but yeah, board. it's got the artworks, the classic, you know, huge knife, Michael Myers style cutting knife just shoved into a present with blood oozing out of it with some Ew. Christmas shit. The back, it says, "'Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house, not a creature was stirring. <laughs> they were all dead. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Which is great. Ugh. Um, I could read the description, too. It's probably... These are fun. These are fun things to say. Let's go for it. Um, it's Christmas time, you know. It says, From the makers of Friday the 13th comes what? the film that shatters all barriers of horror. I didn't see anything about that <laughs> on IMDb. In my research, I saw nothing. Don't either. Open Till Christmas is the thrilling and bizarre murder mystery where nothing is sacred, even Santa Claus. <laughs> A killer is loose in London and his sights are set on one target. Santa Claus, dozens of them. Jolly old Saint Nick is stabbed, beaten, and electrocuted in department stores, at parties, and even on crowded street corners. Spoiler alert. 
What sort of twisted <laughs> mind is behind these barbarous acts of violence? Scotland Yard is on the trail, but every clue points them in a different direction. Whoa. Not really. Uh, the culprit is <laughs> right under their noses. But will they come to the climactic conclusion in time? Don't open till uh. Christmas. <laughs> the gift of horror that just won't wait. To come. There was some good shit in there. But yeah, the Friday the 13th thing, I don't know what. Uh, Friday the 13th isn't even on this distribution label, let alone have anything to do well, with it. Well, and I feel like in some research, like, like you know, I was researching even the producer, Dick Randall, right? Yeah. I think I would have popped up before with, like, pieces or some of the other shit would have. Uh, Hogan, what's the DVD release you have there that you bought at FYE? I have the Mondo Macabro DVD, Ooh. which... Mm. Uh, up until recently, was a very pricey disc. <laughs> yes, because it was out of print, and this is the first uh, digital release. Any, uh, it is no longer as pricey as it once was. Let's say a month ago. Mm. Same cover as uh, the Vestron VHS release. Any cool special features on that bad boy? Um, the special features aren't that dissimilar from um, the new Vinegar Syndrome release. It has uh, a making of documentary. In a documentary with Dick Randall. And you guys uh, watch those? Yeah. So I I think all the special features on this Vigor Syndrome, which, okay, so I guess I had the Vigor Syndrome release. Just came out. It's awesome. Strong recommend. Beautiful transfer. Beautiful slipcover. They don't tell you on the site, but uh, there's a nice little Easter egg to the slipcover. It's magnetic, and you pop it open, and it's actually a Christmas card from Vigor Syndrome with all the staff's names and shit. Um, they have Merry Christmas from Vigor Syndrome carved into the woman's body. I think it's... It's cool. It's a neat Easter egg if you're into that shit. Um, pulled out the versatile art. You got the same art as uh, the Mondo uh, Macabro uh, DVD release and the Vestron VHS. But what I was going to say is these special features are not archival. So they would be different than what you have in that DVD. So that DVD could still have value because everything on here is like don't direct till Christmas. Brand brand new interview don't direct till Christmas. with uh, Alan Birkinshaw, the guy who did all the extra direction uh, directing uh a new interview of Mon- uh, caroline monroe okay um, see i so didn't everything's watch in here i didn't new. i didn't watch the special features on that i watched it on that on the and ah. i just assumed that they were the same so they aren't archival the so, I I, so i'm saying i'd be curious about that you yeah. might have more you should scope those and yeah. maybe report back to us if you see learn if more about the original right. movie we'll do you might cool. learn more about the purdom cut we'll do um, so yeah uh check this movie out Add it to your Halloween list of horror movies, gang. Um, Christmas. You said oh. Halloween. Uh, it's because they had the Halloween party in it. Yeah, no, it's still got that vibe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. I know Halloween, New Year's, too. Christmas. Yeah. It, fucking This is one. the Kwanzaa movie we've all been waiting for. Um, Are we going to eat this pudding? No. Uh, I want to eat some pudding. Yeah, I do too. Nate, this is a Santa Claus gift from Hogan and I. What? To you. Man, I didn't. This, this is for you. <laughs> From Hogan and I. For our listeners, I just brought a big box over to Nate. Does Does somebody have a like a pocket knife that Nate can... Do you have a knife, Nate? ...dangerously wield around like a five-year-old about to see his... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ...dad yeah. fucking somebody. <laughs> so funny. Sorry, I'm not a better gift giver. You're fine. He's cutting the box open with his keys. I want to say out loud, I have absolutely no fucking idea what this could possibly be. 
Well, if you read the box, you can see it's an air purifier. It's clearly an air yeah. purifier. Fuck. This is the dead body from the <laughs> snuff like film you, we I made. I like that you put it in a garbage sack. That's it. There's nothing else in there. I just yeah. Fall. Yeah. We totally found out where you used door. to live. Oh, yeah. You better get the door. <laughs> Dude, what? And there's figures in there? Uh, there's doubles of some figures, so I would like a peewee. What? Hey, Nate! Dude, no way! What the fuck? <laughs> there you go, buddy! Where'd you... That's insane, dude! Merry fucking Christmas, homie. Bikes in there? You know, I have his helmet. So I've got a... Fuck, Ooh. dude, no way. Uh, it's missing a few things, but no, it's I... mostly... It's together. not complete, you fucking asshole. <laughs> See, I'm excited to look because I haven't ever opened mine. <laughs> I've never had this piece. I can tell Nate definitely liked playing this as a kid because look at him just putting this back together real fast. He like hasn't missed a beat of where everything goes. <laughs> Some of the stickers are in here. I've never slept indoors. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet cocky. Conk, 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 conky, conky. Uh. Well, Nate, get back in the mic so you can talk about sorry, it. Sorry, sorry. Well, I mean, it's one of those once things I've always I... wanted to replace, and I've just never... Yeah. Oh, no, no, Shmez, get in the mic! <laughs> <laughs> I just never put it away because I'm playing with it all the time. Right. Reenacting the show. It is a playhouse. Which is definitely... It like, is a playoff. <laughs> like if I gave this to my daughter, Nora, that's what she would do. Is She would just... It'd be destroyed immediately. No, she would, like, whatever character's on the screen, she'll play with that one. And that, like she's always recreating what she's oh, yeah. seeing. But, yeah, it looks like uh, the dudes replaced the playhouse, which it's, is wild. It's uh, come up multiple times on the podcast, so... Yeah, I think you understand when there's a deep hurt and loss. <laughs> <laughs> And I just, I don't know, it's one of those things that's always harder for me to rebuy something than it is for me to get something for the first time. Unless it's the entire Master of the Universe toy line. Yeah, <laughs> but that's that's something that like I know, and I know how it's obtainable, and I know what everything is. And uh, Yeah, this is this fucking amazing, guys. Thanks a lot. I don't know. Merry fucking Christmas. Now we're going to need to bury the owner of your previous home, yeah. the house we broke into, to get it back. Let's just say they didn't want us digging up the basement. <laughs> and Hogan, I got you something that's not here, so I'm going to send you a picture of your actual gift that is coming. Is it a spoon for my pudding? <laughs> uh, so I'm going to hit you with that right now, my guy. If you want to check your phone. Hell yeah, sweet Chuck. That's the. I don't know if you know... The scarcity of that figure. Mm-hmm. That figure was never shipped retail. That was a mail-away figure in the line. But it was a mail-away after they'd ran out the Captain Harris or whatever. Yeah. So he's mega rare. And in in America, there's barely any examples at all. That's cool. But they didn't ship in a normal mail. They shipped it on a card back. And they're more common in Argentina. But that is the rarest figure in the line. And there's apparently not very many known examples on car back still so that is that's one for your collection so it's coming from argentina when it's here i'll get it to you that is awesome yeah dog thank you merry that's christmas wild. 
Christmas. But uh, Christmas, yeah, dogs. Christmas. Uh, yeah, Christmas in the Fright Zone. Yeah, so it's the end of the year. It's the end of the 2022 uh-huh. season of the Fright Zone. So that's technically season three. Full steam ahead. Yeah. Wrap me out. What will we do next year? Tune in to find out. Yeah. No, it's, uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's always fun. Uh, you know, it's cool hanging out, talking movies to you dudes. Um, we, hey, we appreciate all you Fright Zonians for listening along with us and all your Patreon pals, which we do have a Patreon. That's a thing, too. Uh, check it out and if you dig what we're doing. Um, there's some extra content there, a discord you can hang on and talk with us. Um, the fright uh, or patreon.com slash the fright zone. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh. I don't know what that was. Rain it in. Rain it in. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, very good. Sorry. I'm in, I'm in shock from the peewee's playhouse. Thing. Uh, I know. No, I didn't. That's why I know. I don't know where we're going from there. It's like, Oh, we're going to do the guest. I don't really know where we're going to go for the rest of it. So I'll say, appreciate everyone. Yeah, ch- check this movie out. Thanks for listening this year. And uh, yeah, fucking thanks. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and I know, I will say, I know this year we didn't do uh, one every month like we have uh, previously. There's some stuff going on in life. People have been busy with some things. We've uh, skipped a few episodes this year, but we're still in the year with nine episodes, which isn't bad when we were shooting for 12. So, uh, Thanks for checking out and following along again. You know, if you like this show, um, tell a friend, um, follow us on Instagram at Fright Zone Podcast, uh, like and subscribe, leave a review, it helps. Um, send us mail, send us mail. Uh, there's an email form on our website, send us questions if there's anything you want us to talk about on the show, or for any of our uh, Patreon official Fright Zonians, um, feel free to throw us topics you'd like us to talk about on an episode or anything. We're super into that. Um, <laughs> bump, 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 That's me! He's a fine-looking gentleman. I'm glad he's been able to have a career yeah. after the targeted attack on him. Yeah, I can't believe a man would go into a uh, pornographic theater and touch themselves. I heard tell that before Pee Wee Herman touched himself in an adult movie theater, no other human had ever done that in an adult movie theater. Yeah. It's pretty weird. It does not surprise me. It's a pretty clean place back before then. <laughs> yeah. People, people were, they were more respectable. Right? People weren't popping off all over the place. <laughs> uh, well, but, but, but busting. You got anything else, Hogan? Nope. All right. That's Jerry. Do you, uh, anything yeah, cool going uh, on the media crypt? Yeah. So next week we're going to do the Stoned Age as a reprint. So we'll do it. There'll yeah. be tie dyes, green, and white shirts. I might do a hat this time too. Tack the cack. Anything going on the Franklin Plaza Barbershop? Hogan? Nope. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever. And uh, we'll see y'all in 2023. Let's see if it snows ever. Yeah.